Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day. Whom you will serve. But that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day, whom you will serve. But that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, Networld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing in our series titled, The Family Bible Revolution, an end-time message for his generational blessing. And we're currently talking about GGBW, or God's got a better way. He's got a better way than the world. We just have to trust him. And we're comparing the Ten Commandments that Moses received on the mount, and then the two commandments that Jesus preached about when he summed the ten up into the two. And yesterday we were talking about the eighth of the Ten Commandments, which says, do not steal, and that the only reason anyone would steal is if they don't trust God as their provider. We talked about how there's six types of people, and we compared them to a scale of minus 100 to plus 100, and we said takers are the lowest. They get a minus 100 because takers suck the life out of everything and everybody. And then the second group was keepers. Well, we gave the keepers a minus 50 because keeping things can sometimes be good, but they're still not givers. And then eveners, they get a zero because to them, everything has to be even. No one person can have any more than anyone else, even if they've worked hard for it. And then the sharers, we gave them a plus 50 because, well, they're nice and they share. And stewards, we gave them a plus 75 because they're faithful over things that belong to others. And then to the givers, we gave a plus 100 because they give with no strings attached. And we ended yesterday saying that I would name the chief taker. Well, you ready? I'm going to tell you who the chief taker is. It's Satan himself. John 10.10 says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Now, here's a revelation. What is something Satan really wants to steal from us? I'll give you another clue. What is something he's trying to get removed from all our classrooms, government buildings, and properties, and even our churches. Don't know yet? What is something that Satan wants to make illegal to post anywhere? Are you ready? Are you ready for it? It's the Ten Commandments. Just think about it. The number one thief, Satan himself, wants to steal away the Ten Commandments. Why? So he can steal. (laughs) And to get us to steal too. Hello, anybody listening? Notice how the word steal fits right in with the description of to kill and destroy. This brings us directly to the next commandment. And the next commandment is number nine. Do not testify falsely against your neighbor, or you could say, do not lie. Another revelation. Who is the father of lies? Answer, Satan again. John 8.44 says, you are of your father the devil And the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and he does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. 
When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. You see, Satan hates the Ten Commandments because every one of them condemn him to hell for eternity. He also knows they bring life to those who receive them and realize their need of a Savior. Thank God, though the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, Jesus came that we might have life and life more abundantly. Can somebody say hallelujah? I can. Hallelujah! What is a lie? It's telling something other than the truth. It's presenting false evidence of any kind. It is deceiving someone else by changing the facts. Jesus is the truth. We find that in John 14, 6. And it's impossible for God to lie, according to Hebrews 6, 18. You see, God's got a better way. It's called truth. The truth is always best. God wants all of us to be people of truth. And last, but certainly not least, commandment number 10. In Exodus 20, 17, we read, You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbor's. The King James Bible commentary says, Thou shalt not covet forbids longing after that which belongs to another. And the Spirit-Filled Life Study Bible says, To covet means desire or lust. It is not the wanting of something that is wrong, but wanting it at the expense of others or from a motive of jealousy or envy. The Bible Knowledge Commentary says the Tenth Commandment is a general safeguard against many other sins, particularly Commandments 6 through 9. The Israelites were not to long for, desire earnestly, or lust after what legitimately belonged to others. And it continues about all the commandments. These commandments are the fundamental statements of a good and wholesome society as ordered by the holy and righteous God. Though believers today are not under the law, according to Romans 6.15, they are under obligation to abide by the holy standards represented in the Ten Commandments. Nine of the Ten Commandments are repeated in the New Testament with added stipulations that are even higher than those in Exodus 23-17. The one not repeated is the command to keep the Sabbath. Yet, the first day of the week is to be set aside for worship in commemoration of the Savior's resurrection. Philippians 4.11 says, Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content rather than covet. And 1 Timothy 6, 6 through 8 says, Now godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. Hebrews thirteen five says, Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Well, the Ten Commandments are simply the most amazing set of boundaries for successful living. I thank God for them. How about you? Exodus twenty four twelve. Then the Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and be there, and I will give you tablets of stone and the law and commandments which I have written that you may teach them. Why? Well, why is Satan working so hard to get rid of the Ten Commandments? It's his character, motive, passion, and drive to be God. His pride, selfishness, and greed rule his life because he's not number one. He wants complete dominion and all worship. Because of this, he was literally thrown out of heaven 
and his final destiny is the lake of fire for all eternity. Listen to Luke chapter 10, verses 18 through 20. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Wow. Not only is God still in charge, but we are also. Satan is against both God and all his people. He used to be number two. Now we're number two. And he's no number at all. John 10.10, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Satan wants to steal God's blessings from us. He wants to kill our joy, health, and success. He wants to destroy our families and our communities. Satan fully understands the power of the Ten Commandments as a tutor with its ability to reveal sin and to bring sinners to Christ for salvation. Galatians 3.24, Therefore the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. The word tutor means schoolmaster, instructor, guardian, and the supervisor of life and morals. The truth is, instead of removing this document from all classrooms, government buildings, places of business, and churches, we need to post it everywhere in full view of all classrooms, all government buildings, all places of businesses, and all churches. We should have it in our homes too. Why? Besides being the most practical set of boundaries for success, it is the most powerful evangelistic tool ever written. It has an anointing to bring sinners to Christ. It is the supervisor of all life and morals. Remember why he gave it to Moses? That he would teach them. Not only do we need to post them, but we need to teach them. This is very important. They need to be taught from a point of wisdom, grace, and life, and not condemnation. What is their purpose? To show us our sin, to show us our need for a Savior, to lead us to Christ, and to know his boundaries for a successful life. What did Jesus say about them? Well, again, he took the ten and summed them up into two. Matthew chapter 22, verses 35 through 40. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him and saying, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And he said, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. This word hang means depend. And Matthew twenty-two forty in the New Century Version says it that way. It says, all the law and the writings of the prophets depend on these two commands. On these two commandments hang and depend all the law and the prophets. In other words, it is the perfect summary. I like to think of the Ten Commandments as the amplified version of the two commandments. If you want greater definition of the two, read the ten. Most importantly, we are to teach our children. Psalm 78, 1 through 8 says, For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, the children who would be born, that they might arise and declare them to their children, that they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments 
and may not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that did not set its heart aright and whose spirit was not faithful to God. And then in Isaiah thirty-eight nineteen, the living, the living man, he shall praise you as I do this day. The father shall make known your truth to the children. God is looking for the living man. Let's get three things straight. One, salvation does not come from obeying the Ten Commandments. Two, salvation only comes through receiving Christ as our Savior. And three, once you have Jesus in your heart, you will have the power within to live a victorious life. Why? Because we're saved by grace through faith that works by love. Jesus Christ said in Luke 9.23, he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. God is not mad at us. He loves us. He's not pointing his finger at us. He's reaching out a hand toward us. Once again, we're out of time, so I look forward to being with you in my next netcast. Mark your calendar, set your clock, and tune in at the same time and same place as we continue in establishing the Family Bible Revolution and end time message for his generational blessing. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.